guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And it feels like we are days behind because we are. We're actually recording this on Sunday, the day before you get to listen to it, which is a little bit different because normally we record on Thursdays. So it's a little bit different. But uh, but you're going like to listen to it at the same time. So for you, mission accomplished. Time has changed for us. <laughs> we're actually time traveling. It feels like we're time traveling. Something like that. Yeah. But for you guys, it's exactly the same thing. Yes. But maybe you'll feel like some sort of emotional attachment to us because we're like in time, we're physically closer together. Because <laughs> it's I don't think so. You no, know, no, no. It's I'm skeptical that you're going to feel anything different here. So, well, you just got back from a, a big trip. What, what's the what's the deal? Yeah, so I, I'm still tired from driving uh, a 1,000 miles or my share of a 1,000 miles with my dad, actually, from out in Denver. We flew out there in Denver to pick out or pick up a Jeep that he purchased and then drove it back. So was he, what was the, has he been looking for a Jeep for a while? He or? has. This is his third Wrangler. And so this one was like very low miles. Uh, so he's been a Jeep color guy combo for, he wanted. He, and he's a big Jeep guy. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't like, he's, why? He, he's a different type of Jeep guy because he doesn't like, is into he the rock life crawling? And is anything. he the life is good Jeep guy? Uh, <laughs> not quite the life is good. Or the We're stubbly, in between that and the like, stubbly smiley face with the stupid American bandana with the stubble no, that's I on the think tire thing. that either. Okay. But, you know, I'm trying to think if, like, you know, it's it's a Jeep thing, like that yeah, sticker. I don't thing. think he's quite there either. No. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> but he's not, suck. like, mudding every weekend either. Right. Could I you imagine if I had a thing in my car that just said it's a Porsche thing? I think mean, you should. <laughs> You'd get keyed <laughs> everywhere you parked. And That'd be great. I need body work on a car anyway. You perfect. just had it painted, like, I know, a year but it was a cheap paint job, and I drove it through logging roads and yeah. at 70 miles an hour down gravel roads and every other <laughs> thing that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. So um, also want to mention that later in this episode, we're going to have a special guest on yep. Jennifer Turcotte of uh, Carsmetology. Yep. She'll she be here. is an amazing detailer here. Um, and so it's going to be great to talk to her. I have a lot of questions for her. Yeah, me too. It's, I'm, I've known her for a really long time, so it'll be, it'll be good to have her around. Before we get there, though, I'd like to take a moment and give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Take a moment and sit right there as I sound like a Bel Air. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Take wait. a minute and sit right there. Wait. As we, yeah, just keep going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> further Performance is who I want to take a moment and sit back and talk about. Uh, they're a local Twin Cities-based automotive specialist. Uh, they specialize in European cars. They truly love what they do, and they're actual enthusiasts, which really makes a difference when you're dealing with them. Uh, they I, love have the passion. Sh- I love their they new feel. shop, too. Their exactly. new shop is really, really nice. I've been down there once. It is really cool, really nice. Um, you know, whether you're going down there for maintenance on your vehicle or a full restoration or even, a, you know, a big horsepower engine build those guys are the ones to go to you can find them at fptuned.com that's f-p-t-u-n-e-d.com all right so i wanted to talk a little bit about some problems that i've been having with my car (laughs) i thought you were gonna say personal problems yes i've got some personal problems (laughs) i think that's Um, the wrong show here chris (laughs) i had a really crude joke just in my mind lined up but we'll not go no we'll We'll not not go there we'll keep the crude really extremely (laughs) <laughs> out of bounds stuff not with all us. right so what do you want to talk about what's going on so i finally got my car out yeah and we were supposed to record it the hasn't podcast. rained yet by the way usually your rule know, is like i know you gotta have rain to wash the salt away i couldn't resist yeah so basically what happened was i well i was on my way to the podcast <laughs> i was down here sitting down here waiting for you to get here yep and i was and hauling ass i was pulled over to get gas yeah and i did a big drift out of the gas station parking lot and my alternator light came on and that means my fan belt either broke or fell off. Or the alternator 
gave up. I suppose very, that's a I mean, third that's, option. That's very rare. They, yeah. They so don't. you sent me a text, I think, of you holding your fan belt. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. So that was frustrating. What I found out and what I kind of knew, and it's just been getting worse and worse and worse as time goes on, is I have the, the fan pulley. Um, was getting kind of uh, elongated and hogged out from being loose. So okay. at one point, someone had left it loose. So instead of being a square, mm-hmm. it was like round on the edges. So it would like kind of shake yeah, back where, and forth. where it slips onto the shaft there. Yep, and at like 7,000 RPMs, if it's not perfectly straight, it'll wobble and the belt will get thrown off. Okay, So the belt physically was thrown off. Because you've had this issue before. Yeah, I had it. Yep, it happened to me in California as well. Yep. So I ended up getting, I'm like, why is this happening? So I talked to my buddy Aaron, mm-hmm. who runs Flat 6, that's a Porsche shop here in Minneapolis, and he's like, you have the wrong pulley. Oh, really? So I, so there's like, a, to tighten the belt, there's no tensioner. I, I was curious how that worked. I even asked you. Yeah, so what it is is you have a pulley, and you have little shims that are like very, very thin. I don't okay. want to say paper thin, but they're very, very thin, and they're round shims mm-hmm. that you put them either on... Uh, one side of the um, of the pulley or on the other side of the pulley. So if you have more on one side, it's tighter. If you have more on the other side, it's looser. So it actually physically moves the pulley back and forth towards or away from the fan. Okay. And if it's farther away from the fan, the belt will sink down. Right. And so loose. it's a two-part pulley. You're basically moving one half towards the other. Yeah. The, the gotcha. other one side is the fan. I gotcha. And the other side is, yep. is considered yep. the pulley. Okay. okay. So I I had no shims on the inside, which means it was all the way tight. Yeah. And it was still a little bit loose always. Oh, sure. So I had the wrong pulley apparently. So I, uh, which is a laundry list of one of laundry list of things that was wrong <laughs> on my car. This is maybe this is the last thing I find out from the day that I got the car of all the stupid shit that some asshole previous owner fucked up on the car. Hopefully, hopefully this is the last thing um, other than like broken seatbelts and all kinds of other unsafe, horrible <laughs> shit that this asshole did to the car. I actually got banned um, from the early 911S registry, oh, and my thread were... got locked because I went on there and started talking about the car and stuff I wanted to do, and I didn't know that that guy was on there. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like a long-term member of, oh, of this forum. He was one of the. And I was like, this fucking asshole that owned this car before <laughs> me fucked up the seatbelts. It's totally unsafe. Blah blah blah. Yeah. This dude actually ended up having his wife come on and post as well. To get oh, under my geez. skin. It was like a huge thing. It was like a huge <laughs> thing. I got so many people like send me private messages like, ah, fuck that guy. You know, it was, it was pretty awesome. But anyway, so I got so, the right pulley on okay. and now it's super cherry pie. Awesome. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, and moving right along, I wanted to ask you because you were actually down for work. You were, you took a trip down to Cuba. Right. Do we want to talk about this real quick? Because I, I have almost, a couple of questions. I was almost done with my car. I want to talk. Oh, me, I'm sorry. I just want to talk a little bit more. I just want to keep us moving. So I just want to be really sad a little bit more about my car. Because <laughs> okay. it's it's still sad. There's more sad things. So as many of you know, I got 1552 wheels yep. that I'm in love with. They're basically the 917 throwback wheel. It's the yeah. Outlaw 003. And it's a cool wheel. And I put 225-50-15 tires okay. on. And that is the tire that you would run on a 7R Fuke. Now, a 7R okay. Fook is what would have been on a 911R, which was like kind of like a like a prototype uh, mm-hmm. race car, 911. With the wider fenders. No. Oh, it is still a no, narrow body. It, it's a narrow body car, okay. slab side car. Yep. And uh, so theoretically, it should fit. Okay. Theoretically. And I had to roll the fenders a bunch of times, increase the yep. camber, did so much work, cracked my fucking paint on the fenders. Oh. So that's a bummer. But I finally got the rears to gun? fit. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. But I, I mean, I rolled them. They were this. Yeah. A 45 degree angle. And I rolled them flat. 
Oh. So, I mean, that's a long way to go. Yeah. So I cracked the paint. So I have to get that painted. And then um, finally I got that sorted. I'm like, awesome. I could finally drive the car. Okay. Drove it down to hang out with my buddies on Friday night. Yep. All's good. The car is so sticky on those 80 Treadwear tires. I, I mean, suppose I, it's totally different. I wonder, I could go around a corner before and floor it in first gear and drift and then shift into second and continue drifting around a okay. corner, which is my favorite thing to do in the car. <laughs> with this, it's floor it and it just rails. I mean, it just hugs, just, it doesn't. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to break my transmission. I'm going to break my axle. I'm going to shear something because it is grippy as hell. Yeah. And or the other problem is once they finally do let go, it's going to be much more it's severe. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be really severe. It'll be like a snap oversteer, yep. which is shit. So don't um, lift. If yeah. Well, if, it ha- if you know what's coming, you can kind of predict <laughs> it. But at the higher limits, you're really, you're pushing the envelope of what you can control if it does go wrong. Right. So anyway, so I got to shop. We hung out there a little bit. I'm like kind of happy with the wheels. And my buddy has some uh, RS finish Fuchs yes. on his. He's got sevens and eights on his car. So I took his seven-inch wheels off the front of his car uh-huh. and put them on one side of my car. Okay. And, I was wondering how you did that. And I'll, uh, I'll post a picture so everybody can see it. Or I'll try it to remember too. It does look awesome. It looks amazing. And it's not the typical Fuchs where it's just like polished or anything like that. It's like right. a satin finish, yep. which is what they did on like RS and RSR right. race cars back in the day. So it's like the satin finish with the satin pedals, the satin lip. Mm-hmm. And it just ties in with all my chrome trim perfectly. And I was de- I was depressed when I saw that. I was absolutely <laughs> deflated. I was super sad. And I was just... Because you spent all this work on these wheels. All this work. And then I put these other ones on. And I'm like, well, fuck. That's it. I mean, I can't. But I was, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to stick with my decision. And I, I'm, I'll be fine. I'll keep yeah. running these wheels. It's no big deal. So then I, when it was time to get in and leave, yeah. I got in my car, yeah. started driving away, turned it at full lock, and the car started like shuddering and jumping. Oh. It, the front inner it was, was touching your, the chassis, so it was like yep. lifting the front of the car up <laughs> as I would go and like slamming it down again. How far are you from lock? Like how much are you? I'm at like three quarter lock, and it's still oh, doing it. So okay. it's not. Somebody was like, "Yeah, just put a just put a a, a like a, a spacer, a sleeve on your, or a collar, a lock collar on the on the steering rack, so you yeah. don't have to worry about it." I'm like. No, I still need to be able to drive the car, go to somewhere, go to a parking lot or a movie or something. Yeah, I still got to be able to drive point it. Turn just yeah, to turn a, 12 degrees. I'm not Austin Powers in a 911. <laughs> I still need to be able to drive the thing. Right. So now I took the wheels off. I've okay. got cookie cutters on it, yep. which looks stupid because it's got 225, yeah. 45 tires. So it's these little rubber band tires oh, on there. Okay. So I can like stick my foot in the wheel wells. It looks I'll have to take sad. It looks sad. Have you ever driven that thing? I've not. Have you ridden in it? Yes, yeah, you, yeah, have, you yeah. have ridden in it. I'll let you. I'll let you drive it. Yeah, as soon as it cleans up here a little bit, and I get rid of these tires because these tires are wet weather track tires. Okay, and they are sketchy. <laughs> they don't track straight. They're okay. feathered in the rear. Yeah, and they're very greasy. So it's it's so it steps it, out on you. It's fun, like once yeah. you know what you're doing. But I I don't know that I would let anybody drive it right yeah, now. No, I don't blame you there. It's a it's a sketch factory. Yeah. So. Well, what I what I jumped ahead before you had a work trip down. Can you throw me your water? I didn't grab one for myself. <laughs> sure. Thanks. <laughs> you uh, took a work trip down to Cuba, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll, we'll kind of real quick, but I just had a few questions. You know, were there, you stopped in Key West. Yep. And I don't know, like, I know Miami, there's some money down there, and I don't know Key West. Well, Did you see, Miami like, some was, really? We, it, so when we got there, we got off the, uh, off the plane, got onto a bus to go to the hotel, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there, and there's so much traffic we couldn't even move. The whole city was gridlocked because the Miami Heat playoffs game was going on. Oh. But we sat at this red light, and I was just like, I watched these cars go by in front of us, and yeah. it was like Cayman, Cayman, Boxster, okay. Land Rover, G-Wagon, Cayenne, <laughs> Macan. 
Mercedes so, S class. I mean, it was like nice wow. cars, but but nothing too interesting necessarily. Not, nothing, no, nothing, not one interesting thing yeah. at all. And then we went to Key West, and there was no just, just normal, yeah. normal cars. Okay, lots of people walking. I mean, there's only one road all the way out there, right? Which there's I always no, thought would be fun to drive, right? But living out there, there would be no purpose to having a really nice car. Yeah, I suppose not. There's one road. That's yeah. it. So. Okay, well, then we'll fast forward to Cuba, and I always have, like, kind of this image of Cuba in my head of all these, like, old American, you know, 60s. That's what everybody is really in love with when they think of Cuba is they're like, oh, all the American 60s cars. Yeah. But I could have given a shit. I didn't care. Everybody's like, oh, do a, car, a finished car tour in an old Bel Air. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Why? I want to drive a Lada. Because they also have all the communist cars, right? Because they have all the commie cars from Russia that are there, yep. and they have a lot of old Fiats and Peugeots, okay, and That'd stuff be like that. Cool. It was really cool to see that stuff. And I guess cars are really, really expensive there. I talked to our tour guide, yeah, and I'm like, "Well, how much is a car?" He's like, "Well, I've been I've been saving up," and he's like, "Do you see that car over there?" And it was like some sort of like micro Kia or okay. something, like like a really tiny Kia that I haven't seen before. I suppose you could get a Kia. Yeah, it was it was brand new. Okay. He's like that car. Is fifty thousand U.S. dollars? <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, it was so expensive. He's like, a rusty Lada is eight thousand oh, dollars. Versus if you're in like Uzbekistan or something, yeah. a rusty Lada is six hundred and fifty dollars. Right. So even like the worst cars were really really expensive, and all of like the Belairs and stuff like that were diesels. They've all been swapped. Well, and to like a Dihatsu forklift engine, right? Or you got to basically use what you can get down there because you can't right. import a new, you know, LS engine and that, or Chevy and it's not just not just cars that kind of permeated the entire culture there. I mean, it was really, really pretty. All the buildings were yeah. amazing. Um, all the roads were decent and also trashed at the same time. It'd be like like really good sections, and then all of a sudden it would be like just like Minneapolis, I guess. Yeah, and it's just you know some of that. But there was, I mean, there was cobblestone here, and then there was wood bricks. In other places, you, saw, you said that on Instagram, and right? I've never seen a wood brick road. So the wood brick road was um, there's a palace right next to it, okay. and at one point in history, and now they just maintain it as a wood brick road because it's yep. kind of like culturally correct for that area. But oh, there was a woman that lived there, and she hated hearing because they had iron wheels on the carriages, mm-hmm. and they go over the cobblestone, and then it was loud as shit. I suppose. I mean, imagine how loud that would be like twenty of them going at the same time. Yeah. It's probably maddening. Kay. So she had wooden bricks put around the palace wow so she didn't have to listen to it i'm surprised they're not deteriorated though oh they are i'm sure okay. they've been replaced he's like yeah oh. they, i'm some are missing i'm sure people steal you. them and shit like yeah. that but okay um it was charming i i would recommend everybody right now find a way to get to cuba it's one of the most beautiful places i've been in terms of urban culture and seeing the town it was absolutely amazing it, it was it was stupid it was fantastic, stupendous. It wouldn't really be on my list, but I suppose it, there's, it should be because okay. there's no there's no corporatism. Yeah. I, I mean, I love capitalism. Everybody knows that. Right. But it was cool to see it's no, all no McDonald's, stuff. no Burger yep. King, no, you know, Dunn Brothers and Bagels <laughs> or Us and all this other shit. Where am I going to go for my coffee, Chris? They have coffee shops, <laughs> but they're they're government they're, owned. They're government owned coffee shops. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Everything is government owned. I got to see the little place where you go to get your uh well, you take your stipend from the government to go buy food. Okay. It's called like Food Libertad or whatever, like yeah. free food. And all it was was a scale 
there was a scale in there and there was a list of how much stuff you could get. Yeah. And then on the back shelf was like four bananas. Oh no. It was sad. That's depressing. It was sad. <laughs> yeah. It was sad. But anyway. Well, okay. But well. I love seeing the lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's, and they're kind of excited about it. Like these lot had like stickers on it. And like one, one of these cars that I, I can't remember the name of what it was. It wasn't a lot of, it was some other Russian thing. Okay. And it had like tons of gauges on the dash and it had like yeah. a Mercedes steering wheel <laughs> with an airbag. So there's still enthusiasts old, out there. There's still but they're enthusiasts. definitely limited to what they have. Yes, even <laughs> communism cannot crush the spirit of the automotive enthusiast. There you go. So that was awesome to get to see that. And did you? You should have tagged some things with Overcrest stickers. You I didn't, didn't take any with me. You should have. Yeah, because those guys have podcasts all the time. Yeah, yeah they, they probably Good don't even point. know what that is. Um, there was no computers. There was phones, but no computers. Huh. And uh, I tried to find a, a shirt that said Lada on it. Okay. Everything was like. Fidel Castro and Che Guevara and just all this bullshit revolutionary shit. So yeah. I, I would ask people, I'm like, hey, do you know where I can get a lot of shirt? And they'd be like, yes, this shop right here. I go in there and be like, you want Fidel Castro shirt? You want Fidel? You want Fidel? You want cigar? I sell you cigar. Yeah. It was just brutal. It was it was well, awful. You might have to order one online now. I looked, but there's none. I just want one that says Lada. But they're all like, my Lada is my best friend. Or you've never known happiness until you've owned a Lada. And it's all these stupid, stupid Maybe shirts. Maybe we'll, we'll print some. And then sell them online. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Sue us from Russia? In Mother Russia? <laughs> anyway, so that was that was my week. It was pretty sweet. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad to have the car out. It's it sounds amazing and it's fast as shit and it's fun to drive and yeah, you know it's it's been good. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been good. So you came back. How was your trip from uh, from Denver? With the yeah, Jeep? it was Denver. Yeah, so I uh, flew out with my dad to buy a Jeep, yeah, a Wrangler, um, as we mentioned, um, and drove a thousand miles in the last uh, couple days. Uh, Denver was cool. We went out to the Lookout Mountain Road, which is just west of Denver there and goes yep. up into the mountains. Yeah, I saw where you tagged yourself and then... Oh, you looked at it? Yeah, I looked at where yeah, you were. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but there was a ton of cyclists going up and down that road. Yeah, you guys needed to go farther west. I know. But yeah, you need to venture a little he, out. You know, we were anxious, too, to, like, get back. Right. Have some time in the weekend left. So That's cool. We, like, yeah, we, we took a couple of fun roads there. But I also, like, was thinking to myself about we need to make a list or talk about this maybe in a later segment about road trip essentials. Like, what do you need for road trip? Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. Uh, just sure. road trip essentials, because yeah. it got me thinking about that. Yeah, so we don't we'll, have time today, but that'll no. be a good, that'll be something good. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just uh, working on projects around the house, and um, I want to add a little more boost to the MG. Okay. My, my, turn the boost up? Yeah, okay. because I got the, it's a carbureted little 1.5 liter engine that okay. I added a KO turbo. Does it pull through the carb, or... Nope, it's a blow through. I uh, set okay, up. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, we could talk about that sometime too, because that was sure. a, a very complex setup. So I'm sure. working on that as well. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'll just uh, remind you guys to check out us on Patreon. Yep. Hit us up. We also uh, have T-shirts for sale on the website and stickers. Um, and please leave us a review on iTunes, uh, right. five star if you think we deserve it. And leave I us some words too. That's what helps us. Leave us a five star review on iTunes yeah. and, then, and then write something. For and us. if you don't want to that, do that, um, I would just ask that you share with our friends. Yeah, tell that's that's how the word is spreading. It's exactly. continuing to grow. So if you like a segment or something else, be sure to share it. Yeah, and give us a call and send us some messages, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I want to run through one voicemail and then uh, then we'll take a break and Jen should be here after that. Absolutely. So let's hit this voicemail. So, up. What do we got? Hi, Chris. Uh, your friend Stephen Connor just wants to uh, see what your view is on the change of 
people now buying cars online? Do you think it's the, the dealership or do you think the dealerships need to evolve? Like Audi are now starting to use uh, a VR to uh, VR virtual showrooms to actually sell the cars online and now moving into the future, like Ford are now selling cars on Amazon. So I just want to know what the thoughts are on Okay, so I think what basically what he's saying is um, he's wondering if uh, so you can start buying cars online now. Mm-hmm. So he's he's wondering if um, buying cars on Amazon and the VR thing where you can go into a showroom with virtual reality right. and Ford is going to I think going to be selling cars online too. And like, how does the dealership have to evolve? Because if they don't, mm-hmm. like he says, they're going to die. I'm, I'm skeptical that we're going to see the death of dealerships because I don't care if I already know the vehicle. I'm going to go and drive it. I'm going to look at the different trim levels that they have out on the lot. And you're always going to want, if you have a warranty in your vehicle, you're going to bring it to the dealer, right? So, is, But is it going to be like a, instead of having a like a dealership full of salesmen, is it going to mm-hmm. be a dealership full of people that just let you test drive cars because you've already that's true I, that, think I could see that being different and maybe they don't have a huge inventory they only have like a few select ones that they don't sell right and those are demo cars right and then you know you just get your delivery of your vehicle i could right. see that happening. Yeah, something's gonna have to happen i mean it's but the network still has to be there think about it this way though like when a lot of people want to buy tvs and stuff like that right so what they right. do is they go to best buy yep and they look at the tv mm-hmm. and they go home and they order it on amazon right so is that's what's going to happen with these with these uh with these dealerships are people going to go to the dealership drive mm-hmm. the car get go back home and have the car delivered on amazon because it's cheaper so here's my question though from a legal standpoint there used to be a rule in the u.s that a manufacturer could not sell a car to a consumer directly there always had to be an intermediary dealer network. You think that's going to survive that rule? No, but I don't think that'll you know, survive. Right now, the way that is, that isn't the case. So right. it, something has to change. But I agree. I like your idea of having you know like a network of dealers where you get your service done and everything else, and you have you know a few inventory of cars that you can look at. But then that's it. They sure. don't have the shady salesman, and you order online, and it'll be delivered to you, et cetera. And I know that he's kind of asking this a little bit tongue-in-cheek because he knows. Yeah. Because he, he uh, Stephen runs, he works for a bunch of huge, huge dealerships. Okay. Um, his company does in, in, in England. So oh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm gonna ha- I okay. want to have him on the podcast perhaps to talk about what the dealerships are actually doing. Yeah, so he knows better than this. I do. He knows better than we do. He's just asking, probably wanting us to know what we think. Yeah. All right, well, when we get back, we're going to have Jen from Carsmetology in the studio. Hey, guys, welcome back. We've got Jen in the studio. Hi, Jen. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> How are you? Yes, you are. It's, it's really nice to have you here. I've known you a really long time, and uh-huh. um, I've been following your work for, I mean, it must be almost 15 years well, you've well, been, maybe not, I've known you for 15 yeah. years, but I've been following your work for, for quite a while now. I don't even remember. What's four been. years this year. Okay. Four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's been really awesome to see, to see that journey. And I think of you every time I detail my car. That's good. Yes. And I, th- <laughs> and I think, how would Jen? I'm right behind you, <laughs> breathing down your neck, I making know. sure that you make all the right decisions. <laughs> and I never do. You know what? I'm my car right now. So I have, um, one of the mistakes that I made recently, and the damage is still on my car, uh-huh. is, you know, uh, Griot's Garage, um, uh-huh. one of my favorite detailing companies, has like a, a microfiber um, 
stuff. I should actually preface this by saying what you actually do. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we kind of got ahead of ourselves got ahead of ourselves a little bit. So, Jen, you are the owner, founder of Carsmetology. Yeah. And that is a detailing business yes. that you run. And you are one of the premier detailers here in the Twin Cities in the area. Yeah, absolutely. I would say. Yeah. If not beyond. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Well, I'm saying that for you. Okay, you cool. are. Thanks. Everyone would agree. Um, so, uh, you know, before we get into her maybe telling Chris how he shouldn't be <laughs> waxing his car, I'd like to hear a little bit about how you got started in this. Oh, you know, I never really thought of it as something that I would take really seriously, but it was something that just actually when I was, I think it was 19 years old, when I really got into it, one of my girlfriends was... Um, applying for jobs and she put my number down at a full service car wash detail center because she didn't have a cell phone. So I ended up going into the interview instead, instead of, of her. her. Yeah, well, oh, her name was serious? Jennifer too. So they called and I was like, yeah, I hate my job. Um, so I went and I got the job over there and it was, I mean, it was hard work. It was, it was bitch work. It was shoveling, yeah. you know, the pits out of a full service car wash and... Um, Those have working, to be awful. You know, when it's cold out, you got to sit outside and take people's um, oh, yep. orders and, you know, take the tickets and be in the wash bay and prep cars. It was it was a lot of work. But how did that not scare you off? How were you not like, I'm not oh, even going to lie. So there was a time when I quit when it was dead of winter and I was like. I can swear on this, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Okay. I'm freezing cold. There's 170 cars that come in on a Saturday. I don't, you know, we don't get breaks. And my boss was kind of a drill sergeant. But I mean, to this day, I thank him for every time that he ever, you know, scolded me a little bit. But whatever. I learned <laughs> from it. It was it was constructive criticism and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when I quit and I was like, fuck that. And... Then he called me back after like a week and I'm like, I really don't know, you know. And then two weeks after that, I went back and it's just something about, I, I don't know, I like working hard. And Did he give at you the a promotion? Was he like, please come yeah, back, please come back. I ended back. up going from being just washing cars, drying them, prepping them, vacuuming them to um, assistant manager. Like within, oh, wow. I think it was like a year or two. Okay. So I was running the place. He was... He kind of distanced himself from the company, but I ended up, yeah, doing a lot of the stuff there. It was a lot of pressure, though. So, how did you transition from that into doing it for yourself? Uh, well, I tried. I left there. I tried going to college for a little bit. Then I came back and I started doing detailing on the side again. Um, after that, somebody I was bartending in. Um, his name is Steve Hoyt, actually. He drives a Porsche. He came into Hazelwood, and I'm just name-dropping, like, left and right. <laughs> he came in, and he was like, you should really work at this place called the Mola Motorsports. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And so then I checked it out online, and then I met the owner at Euroworks. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Bringing st- people together. <laughs> I know. And I started, I started working there, and I worked there for a couple years to... You know, finally, I, you know, people always ask me, why didn't I start it on my own? And I just, I really like working for somebody and representing a company very well. Um, I didn't think I could take on the responsibility yet of owning a business. But then, I remember how badly you wanted it, though, because I remember I talking to you about this and you wanted it so bad. You were so passionate about mm-hmm. um, the brand that you had just come up with at the time. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name Cars Metology? Oh, it's so weird. I, I was going to ask that, too. I was just sitting there because my mom's like, you need a 
you need to think of an LLC. So I was thinking like Jen's Garage. And I'm like, that sounds really lame <laughs> and vanilla. <laughs> and then one, and then I was starting to write out, you know, cosmetology with some weird like German lettering. And then I was like, Carsmetology. And I spelled it out M-O-T-O. And I loved it because it was, you know, cars, moto. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it just, and it was kind of scary at first. I loved it. A lot of people said it was a mouthful and that it was, you know, they laughed at it. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, what? And I love because I understand it. I I would never have thought of like detailing car as like, you know, it's the beauty industry for your car. mm -hmm. Well, I sat there and I called it my car cosmetology and that's how I morphed it together. Because it's literally, there's so many different treatments and procedures that you can do to yourself. Um, yeah. You can relate that to cars. So. Yeah, no, I absolutely. love that. It seems so easy when you think about it afterwards, mm-hmm. but but the inception of that is is really really cool, and I think it it fits really well. Yeah, you're beautiful, and you make cars beautiful, and Thanks. it just it goes it goes really it goes really it goes really At really times. well together. Yeah, um, I didn't know if you like started out in cosmetology no, or something. No. Okay, no, that's really cool. Um, I am curious too about you know, what really drew you, I know you said you, you got the job basically just at the full service detail. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it the cool cars that bring you back or is it like the act of detailing and the detail centric? What, what really is it? Cause you're obviously passionate it's about definitely, it. I, I mean, my brother kind of made me more aware of cool cars when I was younger, but the whole fact of working really hard, it's very satisfying for me. Um, for some reason I like when people say that when they would assume that I wouldn't be able to do something, you know, I'm <laughs> just don't even say that cause it's going to get done. It's going to get done 10 times. Spiting other people is a you powerful thought. motivator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's not even out of spite. I just, um, something about, I have such a Minnesotan accent sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I like to work hard. I like to set a good example. I like, um, you know, yeah, I like to set a good example. I want people to feed off of that. And I like working in a team. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and so into kind of the questions now, mm-hmm. I admittedly, I've had a <laughs> lot of misconceptions about what detailing really is mm-hmm. in the past. And, you know, it's more than, it's more than just washing cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's paint correction, yeah. you do the paint ceiling and I know there's ceramic coating now. Mm-hmm. Most people just walk down the aisle at Walmart and think, see the stuff on the shelf. They're like, this is car detailing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like as far as it goes in their mind, but they don't exactly. realize, um, or they think car detailing or keeping your car detailed means running it through the touch wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel really bad. I need to better understand how people perceive car detailing because, you know, I, I wish that I could sit there and do $200 details, but I don't really know how to do that anymore. Cause I do sunset, such intensive paint correction, to where I need to have the paint absolutely perfect. I wear, you know, a headlamp that's like $140 that I see absolutely everything. So that's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because you can't, you yeah. have to basically if give I it see 100%. it, I have to fix it. Yeah. So you, know? what, you stay away from my car. <laughs> <laughs> what can you explain maybe some of the offerings that you have then so, and what you actually do? Yeah. Um, what I do. So I before I get into that, I'd kind of like to um, relate it a little bit more on like the salon beauty side. Sure, sure. So, yeah. for instance, when you go into the salon, um, depending on where you go, if you go to Great Clips, listen up, Jake. Okay, Uh-oh. I don't know. Some guys go to Great Clips. Some guys go to you know. <laughs> Is that a knock a on my salon? haircut? <laughs> Chris, my wife cuts my hair. I'll have you know. Oh, okay. Ooh. 
But it does smell like Aveda products 24 hours That's a day. Awesome. Yeah, it does. He smells nice when he goes down the stairs in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, like a beauty so salon. So, for instance, if I went to the beauty salon and I wanted to get, um, you know, if, when you look in those books and you're like, oh, yeah, I really like that haircut. Okay, well, somebody that's fresh, you know, out of the school, they might not get that haircut exactly how you want it, you know, but they will certainly try, I hope. Okay. So there's usually entry-level stylists, you know, professionals, and then elite stylists. Mm -hmm. So that elite stylist, they're probably going to charge you about $65 for a haircut. Okay. Right. But it's probably going to be exactly how you wanted it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. It's worth the experience and that, the value. You know, it's like and I... And the hot towel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the head massage. And <laughs> yeah. So the extra stuff that they yeah. throw in there that you end up buying at the end. But um, anyway, you know, I have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, How many cars do you think you've detailed by now? Thousands. Yeah, thousands, it's got to be up there. I mean, it, there's... I, I just and there's so many let, more that I'm Let going everybody to. know. I've watched you detail cars before, and you work your ass off. Yeah. It is a physical, demanding, yeah. difficult job. It's not wash your car and dry it off with oh. a squeegee. I mean, it is a... It's so funny when people actually do it, and it's like they're on day four, and they're like, huh, man, <laughs> yeah. I need a back rub. I can't feel my I arms. Can't. <laughs> no, I literally had a girlfriend help me one night, and the next day... Oh, Jenny, God bless her soul. I love her. She's so amazing. But she ended up having her dad take her to the hospital the next day because she thought she had a blood clot in her leg. Are you serious? <laughs> She's like, I don't know how you do this. I'm like, oh, my God, girlfriend. It's so many uncomfortable positions. And yeah, it's, it's you get tough. used yeah. to it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the reasons why I don't like detailing cars. I don't either. I don't. I don't. So oh, yeah, I forgot. I got strayed from the No, that's the okay. No, that's right. So what do I do? Um, I sprinkle glitter on the car. And <laughs> no, good. don't don't belittle it. Like no, no, actually, no, no, I go crazy. So what I do is, um, I guess from start to finish, uh, I pull the car in and I do an intensive, um, you know, prep wash. So I'll mm-hmm. take a, I'll do a decontamination wash where I take Iron X. I'll spray that on the vehicle. Um, that no, Iron X is the stuff that when you spray it, it turns purple. Fa- yeah, it's like fallout remover. Yeah. It's gonna you know kind of pull all the um, metals and contaminants and bleed out of the paints. After that, I spray it down. I do the foam. Well, the, the spray down is going to get all that, you know, dirt and stuff like that out. Mm-hmm. And I spray in the wheel wells. Um, sometimes I sit there and I spray the wheel wells until the water turns clear. Well, I try to, unless it takes me like 10 minutes per wheel <laughs> well. And then I'm like, oh my God, this car is going to take me like an hour and a half to... Pass. You ever think you're your own worst enemy in that way? So, so bad. <laughs> So bad. I'm like, half the people aren't even going to notice, like, some of the stuff that I do. But the thing is, is I like to do those extra things because I notice those things. And that's... My my story or my memory of how detail-oriented you are when detailing a car is I remember being out at 311 shop Uh and you were working on a a Turbo S. Uh And you go... Guys, I need you to help me remove this wheel right now because I can't get back to that back of that wheel well to get like that last little part of the wheel well that you needed to get to. Probably. So it's bad. You're awesome. So let's just. <laughs> I just go really crazy. So how, okay. how can you make me awesome at detailing? Like, how do I not suck? Because I suck. Like I was saying before, I took the little 
I have a Griot's buffer. I'm like, I'm going to buy the nice stuff because it's going to make me not suck. I'm going to buy a good buffer, <laughs> good product, good Griot's is good. It's a good beginner. Like when people ask me, they're like, oh, should I get Rupus or Griot's? You know, they're both amazing machines. Um, User-friendly wise, I would go for a Griot's. You're unless talking you're the, the actual a, buffers. Yeah, right? unless you want to get like a Rupus Duetto. How, Those are nice Is it too. sad that I ruined my paint with a Griot's buffer? <laughs> uh, you just probably aren't finishing it out right. Here's what I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they have these like, they have different size pads. So you can do polishing, you can do waxing. There's waxing mm -hmm. pads, polishing pads. And then they have these really thin microfiber pads. Yeah. For when are you're they like, the ones that are like paper thin? They're thin. Yeah, the extra cut. The, the Those like ones furry. are not... Yeah, I don't. These ones are the with a little bit of foam in the backing. That's that's okay. But yeah, I didn't use those. Oh. I used the thin one, okay. and I was like, oh, I got some like a little bit of scratches on my hood, so I went mm -hmm. after. It. Now I have like was it a black pad? Yes. Yep. And now I have like <laughs> polishing marks, so I can <laughs> see where I drug the polisher yep. across Cloudy. the paint. Did you use <laughs> the white correcting cream too? Yeah, or, yeah, the heavy correcting cream. Yeah. I'm like, I want this to go fast. Because you gotta, you gotta polish it out after that. It's like filing your nails. So girls have that like four sided nail buffer. Yeah. You know, the mm -hmm. first one's gonna buff out all the really bad imperfections and then you just polish that shit out you know so that's how i like help explain it to females and they're like oh my god i totally get i know it. what buffing is so what's your number <laughs> one advice that you can give to just regular car people when they're cleaning their cars what's like the biggest mistake that we make as total fucking amateurs how about this jen i just went through a car wash this afternoon oh, with my truck here we go Yep, and it was one of those great. I paid for the ten dollar wash. I mm -hmm. didn't. I didn't cheap out here. Mm -hmm. But something tells me that perhaps the wheels that are buffing through the car and touching my paint up mm -hmm. probably isn't the best for my car. No, it's absolutely not. It's like a butcher shop because <laughs> it's like washing your car with somebody else's dirty towel. All that sand and dirt that's picked up off of those other cars are slapping your car. So it's just it's not good. It's like so. Most of the time when people tell me, they're like, oh, my car's not that bad. I'm like, just because your car is actually washed right now doesn't mean that I can't see that you've been taking it through the slap and scratch. Because <laughs> slap and scratch. I love that. It's all vertical or horizontal lines, you mm -hmm. know? And um, So is there like a procedure that car washes are supposed to do to keep them clean that they don't? They, well, when I worked at the full service car wash detail center, Victory Lane... Oh, the place is the shit, but it's closed now. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like the ambassador for that place. Anyway, uh, I would spray it down every once in a while at the, mm -hmm. but it's still it's, it's still really not, not the same as yeah no hand wash yeah no it's detail. not. It, yeah. So would no, since I don't like washing my car, would I think the answer at least for a new car would be to do like a ceramic coat on the car? Yeah, yeah I'm just, curious about this. Let's talk about the ceramic coating because yeah. everybody wants to know. Exactly, <laughs> because in my mind, I'm mm -hmm. like, this is a scam. I know. No, it seems like the thing that when you're buying a car at the dealership, they're like, let me put this stuff on your windshield. I get it. Bit, you know. But the one thing is with dealerships, and I'm not really sure. Sometimes I feel like I'm not close enough to this. Thing. You're fine. But um. Some dealerships, I was told, and I don't know because I don't, I don't sit in the back of the de dealership detail shop, but <laughs> I've heard that their preparation process can't always be the best. Because you're saying some dealers do offer ceramic coating. Yeah, okay. and, um, you know, I've seen a few that, you know, and I don't know if it's the owner that um, says that it came out like that or, you right. know, because everybody has their side of the story. But 
Um, dealerships, from what I see from Porsche, uh, maybe I shouldn't name that's, it. That's fine. Okay. Well, from what I saw, um, <laughs> my one buddy who I used to work with at that car wash, Victory Lane, he works out of there now. And I think that they're doing a more proper job now with what they're doing over there. But I can't speak for all the other dealerships because... Mm-hmm. I think some of the other dealerships have a higher output of cars. They're trying to like run cars through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll say that they're offering like that ceramic coating or whatever, but they don't do the prep process before that. So they might do their high speed buffer, like rotary buff, and then they. So what is your process when you do it? I'll do the intensive paint correction. And then there's another difficult most of the time. Um, You have to strip all the silicones and the polishes and like the waxes out of the car, all the fillers that Mm -hmm. are in that polish out. So when you apply that ceramic coating, it's going to stick directly to that clear coat. You know, you don't want any, you don't want it to be washing out because you're applying it on top of right. something else. So you do a full like paint correction. Totally. First. I want to make sure the paint is you... absolutely perfect as I can get it mm-hmm. before I apply that because you're applying a permanent bond. And when I say permanent bond, it can be removed with a buffer. It, it, so yeah, this is what I'm I want it to be about. perfect. What? So the reason I would get a ceramic coating is essentially you don't have to wax the car again. So the ceramic coating is, it's like a sacrificial layer on top of your clear coat. <laughs> okay. So if you think about the one thing that people really have an issue with is the upfront cost. So the yeah, upfront it's, it's, cost it's, it's, is, it's, you know, you're going to be, if you're going to be dealing with a professional, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be anywhere from 500 to about two grand, $2,500, depending on, you know, everything that you get done with it. Mm-hmm. But when you think about, the value of your car over the period of time that you have it. And when you go to resell it, you're already going to be getting that money back from that coating. The coating is not some miracle, you know, worker. I mean, it, it does to a certain extent, but it's kind of like everything else that you own. You know, if you maintain it properly, it's going to stay nice. It's going to be a lot easier to maintain than you would if you didn't have you know, a coating on there. You can get uh, wax, which is going to last about six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, six to eight weeks. You can get a paint sealant that's going to last about six to eight months. Or you can get a ceramic coating that can last anywhere from two years to 10 years. Or there's some that claim lifetime. But these, I, these I are know. if you're washing the car yourself. If, you, if mm-hmm. you're putting a sealant on your car and then going through the slap and scratch, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> no. lasting five minutes because <laughs> right. it's going to wipe that shit right, right off of there. So when I, and that's another thing, I never suggest... Um, if somebody's not going to get that, um, you know, proper information from you before you decide you want to get a ceramic coating and they don't ask you how you wash your car. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, let's say you wanted um, to get a ceramic coating. Sure. Um, and you take it through the slap and scratch. I would, I would not let you do that because <laughs> you're pretty much pissing away okay. your money. So can you... Here it's interesting because let's say it's negative 30 degrees. I need to mm-hmm. wash my car somewhere. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you oh, have a ceramic man. coating and you, you need to... You do the optimum no rinse. It's amazing. So it's like a waterless wash. So the um, the ceramic coating is actually going to make your uh, car's clear coat two to four times harder than it actually is right now. So that essentially makes it a lot more durable. So you, you know, you're able to do that quick detail or um, optimum no rinse. Optimum is... Uh, car care product. But so it's just like a spray bottle. Yeah, you can do a spray bottle or with the waterless wash, you can get two buckets mm-hmm. and you just pretty much put a cap full of that waterless wash stuff in the water. Okay. And then you do a two bucket system. So you'll, you know, put the mitts in it, wash it down a little bit, put mm-hmm. it in the other bucket, 
and you kind of like repeat. But what I like to do is I just spray it down in a spray bottle with the waterless wash and water, and then I wipe it with um, a big microfiber pad. Can you go through the non-touch car washes with? You can, yeah. Just but like the the thing, do the cheap one for like five bucks? The thing bucks. is, and, and I just heard this today, I had some guy ask me, he's like, is it a, you know, a wives' tale or whatever, that um, going through those washes, the acid is going to wash that ceramic coating off. Hmm. It's not going to wash that ceramic coating off. What it's going to do is since there's so many like chemicals or detergents that are sprayed on your vehicle, it's going to kind of leave like an oh, off-white like film, sure. you know, until you get a hand wash to wash that stuff off. Okay. You're pretty much, you know, like over the winter, nobody really wants to get out of their car. Right. Exactly. To wash their car that's, that's or the like thing clean is... the inside. No, nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of ceramic coating, ceramic is hydrophobic, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the SiO, there's uh, silica dioxide in there, SiO2. Okay. That's going to make it super hydrophobic. And okay, so you're basically applying a layer on top of your clear coat yeah. that makes essentially things not want to stick to the paint, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. It should make it easier and to also, keep clean. Yeah. Let me just do a little disclaimer, okay? I don't know everything, <laughs> but this is what I do know. And if anybody knows the, you know, wants to research what I say, let me know. Go for it. Yeah, it's a disclaimer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I I know I have a lot of experience with what I do. I've been in a shop working for like 17 years. I don't, I guess I might need to research a little bit more, but I I know a good amount. I I know a good amount. Yeah. No, this is good education. And speaking of things you do know, You know detailing products. You have your own line of detailing products, I believe. Yeah, that's Starting just... Starting that out, it's... Yeah. It's tell us about this. It's so cool. I've, like, always wanted to do it. Um, so we wanted to start out with just a quick detailer or something. We want to come out with things that kind of, like, anybody can use. As much as I'd love to jump into, hey, you guys, like, I have a ceramic coating that I want to come out with. Or um, there's a few things that I don't really want to mention that I'm going to, but... Th- you know, like car soap, tire dressing, quick detailer. That's kind of something that everybody can use. Right. So that's what we're what starting the, out with. So you did a quick detailer to start. What is, what was important to you and your product that you wanted? I have to. Okay, so I've had people, I have people send me stuff all the time. Sorry. That, well, anyway. And they want me to kind of like partner up with them, like with ceramic coatings and stuff like that. Yep. I've never had anybody send me like a quick detailer or whatever, but... One property that really means, like, the very important to me is I need to have a slick feel. I need to have a slick feel and I need to have a glossy finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't have anything where if you're going to spray it on, there's going to be some slimy residue on there, you know? So, um, you know, so obviously actually, water-based, body shop safe, you know, stuff like that. That's I sprayed it on my too. cold, my garage is about 50 degrees. And mm-hmm. one thing I don't like about a lot of detailing projects is they don't work, mm-hmm. when it, especially when it's <laughs> cold. Uh, they don't work at all, but yeah, also right. when it's cold. But I went out there, I sprayed it on my 911, mm-hmm. and it was dusty as hell, and you probably are mad at me for maybe... I was going to say. No, it's okay. It's good. It, it lifts light dust. It's it like did. It's, it did it's a really good job. It's supposed to be for that. And I, I sprayed on, it smells nice. Mm-hmm. I sprayed on, and it like it obviously got the dust off on the on the microfiber that came with it, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's kind of furry. I really like it. Yeah. And no edges, which mm-hmm. I really like too. Yep. Um, but it just evaporated away after, after I kind of like okay. went by, I could see it kind of disappear. Right. Instead of being and it smeary. it super slick. I love it. Yeah. It's, I it's gotta, I gotta get some of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, uh, do you want to stick around with us while we do a little bit of news? Yeah. Yeah. Hang out. Let's do it. You can let us know. Just pipe in anytime you want. Sure. 
All right. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, South Central Imports. These guys have been in business since 1976, and they are an exclusive Volkswagen Audi shop. Uh, They're also an authorized Revo software dealer, and they have the integrity and honesty, so you'll always know and trust that when you're bringing something to them, they're not going to be scamming you. You don't have to worry about it being the, uh, the mechanic stereotype. They are really true and honest, good people. You can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance, or also give them a call at 6 612-722-8897. All right. So we've only got time for maybe like two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to try and keep this episode a little bit shorter and get back to the, we were starting to go crazy with the length. So we're going to try and bring it back into earth and uh, make these a little more manageable and consumable for you guys. guys. So I'm actually going to go to page three and I want to talk about um, another ring production car record. Now I want to tie this into like last week or the last, uh, we talked about the 956 yep. having a lap record of the Nürburgring. Do you remember right. what that time is? Can, uh, you, can you look it up quick? Don't have to tell my head. Yes, I will. Yeah, look it up. So the new 911 GT3 RS lapped the Nürburgring in six minutes and 56 seconds. We're talking about Porsches. I love this. Yes. Yeah. That's well, that's, that's it's a common theme of um, the show. It's a naturally aspirated 520 horsepower PDK transmission, which is paddle shifters. Um, mm-hmm. Rear wheel drive only. You're not going to try to pronounce the full name. It's if you would have listed it here, I would have tried. But it's like Porsche Doppelkangen. Now the first PDK I ever drove was on a Cayman, and they had the buttons on the steering wheel, but Mm, not like this. But not it wasn't paddles; paddles, it was buttons. So when when you're on the track and you would cross your arms over, your palm would hit like upshift, Uh (laughs) and I would constantly shift from like fourth to fifth in like the middle of a corner. It sucked. I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, they're zero to 60 in three and 3.2 seconds, uh, 196 mile an hour top speed. But the coolest thing is, is that it beat last year's GT two RS record with almost 200 horsepower less. So it kicked the shit out of the GT two RS with mm-hmm. 200 less horsepower, but it's also faster than the previous GT three RS by 24 seconds. That's what I think is crazy about it. 24 seconds. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's incredible. Did you find it? I did six eleven. Okay. <laughs> That's so nuts. <laughs> that's this so is 656, which is the fastest production car record. Yeah, so that's 46, 45, 45 seconds yeah. faster still. Wow. I thought maybe we were getting close, but we're not. No, we're not. So the, the, we were, the 956 race car back in the 80s did it in 45 seconds faster than the, the newest, fastest Porsche. Damn. So no. So that's, that's crazy. I found that, saw that was, uh, was, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go back to first page. Go from there. Yeah, no, uh, one of the kind of the big news items I think that came out this, this week. This is not Porsche. So this is like super yeah, boring. We might get back to Porsche <laughs> here later. But one of the boring. big news items <laughs> is that Ford is phasing out all cars in their lineup except for the Mustang. All cars. What? All of them. They're Fusion. not going to make any more cars. Fusion, Fordism. Focus, what? Taurus, Fiesta, Focus RS, Fiesta RS, ST. They're all gone. All they're going to have is... Uh, a crossover, a truck, and a Mustang. What? Well, that's many, it. many crossovers. Many crossovers, but whatever. They're basically uh, dropping all passenger cars, like I said, except for the Mustang. Um, and this is because crossovers are what everyone is buying. Yep. So and Ford said it will explore, quote, white space, unquote, vehicle designs that are essentially crossovers or faux utility vehicles that disguise their traditional car shapes with higher ground clearance, body cladding, and all-wheel drive. So it's it, so boring. I know it is. But honestly, they're they're just changing what they're calling a car versus a crossover. You know what I mean? They're they're making the same yeah, thing. Well, a but fusion lifted. and a Taurus and everything and a Fiesta and a Focus are nothing like crossovers. They're eliminating True. them completely. They're just gone. 
But I guess my point is you could buy a Taurus in all-wheel drive, and then if you put a lift kit on it and had a hatchback instead, that's basically a crossover that they're so making. So if you bought something that's completely nothing like it originally was... And then, then it changed would, it. Then, and changed it, then it would be this. I don't know. I guess okay. what I'm trying to get at is it's just a change in what consumers are wanting. It's the people that would have driven that car before now want a crossover. Here's my theory. People don't care as much about cars as they used to. Used to be a car was your identity. You mm-hmm. would go like you would buy an Audi or a Volkswagen or a BMW and you would buy a or a three series or um like a like a nine eleven or whatever the case may be, or a yeah. GTI. That was really part of it defined who you are and it became part of who you are. It was really defining. I don't think people I think people are starting to not feel that way about cars anymore. Well, cars have become appliances. Yeah. And that's all it is. And so what they're doing is they want a compromise of everything. They want have the, you know, ground clearance and I guess four wheel drive capability for, I don't know why people aren't using this in their parking lots, yeah, but they, they want drive of for an the, SUV for the three times it actually snows. Exactly. And they also want, you know, I guess all the, the cargo room in the rear rather than having a pickup and then they want the comfort and ride handling of a car so that's just like the so ultimate it's a compromise com- it is the ultimate compromise that's it's all like this is. it's like dating a five <laughs> in every category in though. every category right. why would you do that she's kind of smart she's just okay her blowjobs are average why would you even date this girl <laughs> she's kind of smart yeah but she'll date you but she'll date you no matter what that's what this crossover is this I crossover suppose. shit is just garbage it's so uh, sad and it it's 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 the epitome of mediocrity yeah and absolute aptitude no, that's exactly what it is oh it just so sucks. that's why us as enthusiasts are upset about it but the reason they're doing it is for the bottom line you know yeah they need they're to not down. they're ma- making money off these cars and when's the last time you ever cross shopped like an a4 for a ford fusion you know it what i mean it's, it, brand loyalty not, is really high right now i think i, I think it probably really is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think people. But at any rate. You know what I saw today? I saw the ugliest taillight I've ever seen. Okay. On a brand new Camry. Oh. Just one taillight? (laughs) (laughs) Both taillights were really, really ugly. It looks like what just everybody look up like 2019 Camry or 2018 Camry or whatever it is. It's you can look it up so you can see what I'm talking about. But it's uh, the taillight comes around and then there's this black thing. That comes out and follows like the bumper line down. It looks like the the taillight seal that seals it when you pull, when you uh, install it this. has fallen I know, out. I'm gonna look it up here. It is hideous. Okay. It is the oh, worst. I just where'd it go? I just saw it. I got to go back. It's the worst. Yeah, thing it's you've like the ever body seen. line. No, that so, can't be real. <laughs> that's real. I think. If, Are you talking just a black line? The black that goes line down? that comes out of nowhere. What's the point of that? It's awful. That's not even, I wouldn't even call that the taillight. That's just like. It doesn't make any sense. And it's got like a texture to it, too. It's not just black. It's like. That's weird. It just looks like an annoying piece to tape off when I'm detailing. Oh, yeah. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah. They, <laughs> I think the new. It's a Honda. Is it the Accord headlights are super hideous, too? That's the most hideous thing I've seen on a new car in a long time. You know what, the you worst, know what I'm talking about? Oh, I got to stop talking about cars. Either. No, go ahead. What do you got? I was going to say. G-Wagons. G-Wagons and Jeeps. Worst cars to detail. <laughs> Is it Someone all the plastic there. cladding? Watch all them? the G-Wagons and Jeeps are going to just like... Give you a call now? Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. You need like Piss a... Is it just because huge flat body uh, surfaces? Taping off areas like the lights and the plastic trim and uh, around the wheels. I suppose it's just Jeeps really, are all plastic parts. Yeah. It's very... 
Isn't that easy though? Because then you just have to use no. whatever like plastic surface. No, because you gotta like no, get I the mean, wipe like, it down once. I gotta and use then... probably three different buffers oh. rather than two. I gotcha. You know, to get Maybe. close to the yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, moving on to our next news item. This is also another big item. Bosch this just announced deal. emissions breakthrough that could save diesels. And in another article, it's too fucking late. Yeah. That article doesn't exist, but it basically, I feel like it's too late. It might be. So whatever they came up with, the technology uses a combination of advanced so fuel injection. Just to give Jen a little bit of a primer, yeah, but okay. diesels have been getting hammered around the world. So there's diesel buyback programs in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, that is basically like cars for clunkers that we had here. Mm -hmm. But it's if you have a diesel in Europe, they're going to buy it back because they don't want diesels on the road anymore. So oh. diesel plus diesel gate with Volkswagen, right? So, you know, they, they got caught cheating, cheating on, on the their, emissions on their diesel emissions. Oh yeah. 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 So all this stuff happened and diesels have been going well, south. They're causing companies to go bankrupt. Jaguars fuck because they sold a ton of diesels. Um, there's other companies in England. I can't remember the name of the other company, yeah. but they just laid off like a thousand employees because 90% of their sales were diesel cars mm -hmm. and nobody's buying diesels anymore. So um, well, it's that, looking really, really bad for diesel technology worldwide. A lot of cities in Europe, or not a lot, but some cities in Germany, I believe now have completely outlawed allowing diesels in city centers even. Because they stick there too stinky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway. at any rate, yeah, Bosch announces this breakthrough that could save diesels. Technology uses a combination of advanced fuel injection, <laughs> a newly developed airflow management system, recirculate exhaust, exhaust gases, and intelligent temperature management. And, quote, it requires blah, no blah, blah. additional <laughs> new components. But it cannot be backdated. It cannot be retrofitted to older cars. Okay. So oh. it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because all the old cars are I still. I did find it interesting. It claims nitrogen oxide drop nitrogen oxide drops to one tenth of Europe, Europe's strictest limits. So yeah. it's way below whatever they're stipulating. But here's what I don't understand. It requires no additional new components. It's just computer. It's yeah. just a computer saying burn well, more guess, guess what blue or something. They recently had was a software issue Update. that also was making great fuel economy. Right, but, but the, it says specifically in the article, Bosch is prohibiting technology that recognizes test cycles and optimizes accordingly. Okay. So I'm just skeptical like, when they're like, we have this new way of just making it happen dude, via software. Bosch wasn't the one cheating. No, I they know. had this. They had part of their software that says, you can put it in a test mode and have it do this. So yeah. then the EPA was going to put it on a dyno, and then it would cheat when it was on the dyno being tested by the EPA yeah. and change the way that the emissions were. But that's not going to be in the software anymore what they're saying i gotcha so we'll see i mean it could be great for diesels but in my opinion it's already too late yeah i mean america doesn't no, give know. a shit about diesels anymore because volkswagen fucked every american over and is killing babies and small kittens apparently well no but the uh I just being he sarcastic. made that up oh. but they were <laughs> testing well, they were they were testing. Yeah, they were testing on monkeys and also on people unlike like, old people yeah, yeah. You make them sit in a room with diesel it was literally what? they they put them oh, in yeah. a sealed room with a running volkswagen diesel uh beetle which somehow makes it worse that it was a beetle and just testing the the fumes yep and they didn't know what the study was, by the way. They didn't tell yeah, them this is what was, we're going to do. It was really, it. So really bad. It was bad. You can check that out in a previous episode. Yep. Um, I'm going to pick a couple <laughs> highlights here in our newsreel because we do have a lot and we want to keep We're this. done with news. Okay. That's it. That's all we got time for. That's it for news. Well, so let's do a, let's see if you can grind my gears a little bit. Okay. And while we're doing this, yes. I, want, um, I want you, Jen, mm -hmm. to yes. think of your top three cars that you would like to own for the rest of your life. Keep it to yourself for now, but think of your top three cars that you'd like to own. 
So a daily driver, and then the other two we don't keep. We don't care what they are. So you need one daily driver that you got to drive every day, and then two fun cars. Mm-hmm. So think about that while we while we do this. Are you uh, are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. The flat six air cooled engine exhaust note is overrated. Based on what? Based on a sound. You need to justify just this. Period. You can't just say this and just be like, well, it's I'm overrated. Gonna- Says who? It's it sounds good, but th- these people like you and everyone. So okay, I'm gonna play this, and it sounds good. And this is in fact your car, your three liter SC. Here's my point. A V8 always sounds better. The no, firing order. What? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, oh, that now it's flat. Hot. That sounds flatulent. <laughs> what is it just going to hover at the same RPM for I like guess, forever? I guess so. I just did that a bad spot. <laughs> what happened? The sound turned off. I have no idea what. Could- <laughs> Okay, it turned off there. That was weird. Oh, that was me. Oh, you really? Because <laughs> it sounded it sounded pretty sweet. It sounded pretty sweet. One of the best sounding vehicles that I've heard was like there's a commercial for an old Pennzoil with a GT40 in the commercial. Yes, and that thing sounds amazing. That you should does see sound if you can amazing. find that really quick. Just look it up. It's I think it's. Are you shell. talking? About, it's the shell with the Ferraris throughout no, time. No, it's shell with the with the shell GT40. It's an old ad. See if you can find it. Um, or just look up old GT40 commercial, and we'll see if we can pull the sound from that. But um, what's what's funny is that every time I start my car up, Jess says it sounds broken. The way that it idles, it's like, because it sounds I do like the cammed sound. And the only reason my car does that is because it's CIS, and it's the metering plate that oh. measures the fuel. And so it's the, not actually like an aggressive cam. I mean, it's the cam is what's causing it. Because okay. the aggressive cam is, is putting co- yep, is putting compression back into the intake. Right. It doesn't but have so consistent like volume. Ticka, 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 ticka. Did you find it? I, there's something labeled it's like Ford old, old GT black and white. shell. It's black and white and it's old. Yeah. He's flipping switches. It. Yeah. This is great. Here's America's newest challenger in international championship race. This, this is it. Yeah. The Ford GT. And here's famous race driver This Richie is a great Gunther, commercial. Putting it through its paces. Just listen. Oh, that's just that shit right there. But you know what that kind of sounds like? Hmm. Kind of sounds like my car. Do you so I'm gonna nerd out here on okay. you a little bit. So these GT40s originally, they do have a very distinct sound that's not traditionally an American V8. Right. The reason is a normal American V8 has a 90 degree crank throw with an offset firing order. So it'll go left, left, right, 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 left, right, right, left. It's very like, that's why it okay. sounds like. That's why it sounds not as good as it's my car. Burbly, right? So what they did for this, because of exhaust scavenging, scavenging, um, properties when you do like a regular header on one of those it doesn't have proper scavenging so what they did is they did a crossover pipe from one bank of the cylinder engine over to the other one and right. vice versa so that you'd always have one space one space one right. space on every one of them so it made it sound very different they sound f- phenomenal they do. my favorite engine is the matra v12 and maybe we'll play that in yes, another. Yes, I've heard on that a, one. That, that one's v12s absolutely. are a different animal they're a little too like I don't know a little too whiny they sounding are. to me. So here's the deal with uh, with the 911 engine. Okay. 
nothing to me sounds better than a nine, an old air-cooled 911 engine going third to fourth under load, the shift. Nothing, it just it doesn't. And my car outside now sounds better than the one you just played. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. That, I, was, I, that was two in, one out. Now I have two in, two out. So I've got an oh, RSR muffler now. Muffler, yeah. So I've got like headers and then, and then just. Yeah. And the nicest thing about the reason they sound great is because the, the whole exhaust is this long. Yeah, there's, right? there's I mean, not a whole lot there. It's engines in the back of the car, so the whole exhaust is like this. Right. You know, so it's... No, I, you know, I'm poking you a little bit because I do love the sound of that, but it I'll... Is, it's not overrated. I'll stand my ground and say that I feel like we could always phone a V8 that sounds better. You could find anything that sounds better. Yeah. You could say, well, that new Huracan with the with the exhaust from uh, Akrapovich sounds really good. Of course it does. It's freaking a $250,000 <laughs> engine with a $3,000 muffler. You know that V8 we just listened to that you really liked? Yeah, what was it? RS4. Was it? Yep. That's a nice, it was nice sounding. Did it have exhaust? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Capristo or something. Yeah, then. sweet. Well, you should Anyways, put that on your car. I will work on that. All right, Jen, have you been thinking about it? When seeing you over three there, three cars, yeah. rest of your life, no limit, price, anything else. But these are the only three cars you can have. You can't give her have. more rules. Now she's going to start over well, her no, head. these have always been the rules. Uh, what do you got? Okay, so what, Daily Driver, do they have RS6s over here? Doesn't we, matter. That, that doesn't want, matter. Okay, well, I want an RS6. Avant? The wagon? No, because I want a uh, Mercedes S or a... Uh, her other car is a wagon. E sixty three AMG S is wagon. The, that's the second car. Wagon. Yep. And then the last one's going to be GT three probably. Yeah. Okay. Any particular yeah. generation? Nine nine one. Nine nine one. I don't know. I really do. I mean, I love Lewis's nine nine six. No, for me the nine nine sevens. I mean, I do. I love the nine nine sevens, but no, I just like. Okay. I like the nine nine ones. Nine nine one. Okay. There's one in particular that I clean all the time that I'm just like, oh, it's amazing. Do you have, <laughs> do you have like this thing where you're like, do you get? A t- oh, this blue one I just did to oh, Miami yeah. blue. Do you do you get attracted to the cars that you so, detail on a regular basis? Yes, you, I like sit there and I wash them and I'm like, you know, I gotta work on some. You must feel like amazing. some ownership, like of the car, because like you go I, over it's to a very intimate, RS, you know, you, you thing those because. Cars a lot. I know every little inch of their body. That is no, <laughs> it's, so it's a good point. Like it every is intimate, but I just every I love, inch of their naked bodies. I love. <laughs> I love Jen all the vehicles. Naked the over there to wash no, the car. That's creepy. Have you ever detailed the car naked? And my prices just went up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole new business model. That's a whole new business model. <laughs> yes. All so. right. Well, on that note, I, I really. Where can people find you? Um. On. Instagram. I'm. I have a YouTube channel that's going to be growing. What are your, what are your handles? YouTube channel. I think it's under Jennifer Turcott, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be one for Carsmetology as well. Uh, Instagram is Carsmetology or the Porsche Detailer. Facebook. I'm not really too active on, but I do have a business account on there under Carsmetology. My website. Dying. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can't handle it. But Grandma's on it. <laughs> um, and then my website cosmetology.com awesome well thanks so much for coming in I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed having you here it's been fun and it was I, a lot of fun and I can't wait for you to see my car at uh, Cars and Coffee <laughs> in a couple weeks so you can just go wow you fucked that up it'll be alright everybody might, just is afraid to tell me things I'm like it's okay I might have to uh-huh. have you detail the truck with the slap and scratch <laughs> uh, she's gonna boy. refuse <laughs> <laughs> I'm booked out too. yeah alright thank you Jen so much thank you guys very much I appreciate it take All care right. take care